Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome. Tonight, we are going to conclude the introduction to Shah Habitachin, the Gate of Trust. And with Hashem's help, uh, we may even have the opportunity to learn the entire chapter one as well. Um, before we jump into the Gate of Trust itself, I'd love to share with you a poem. And uh, we could read it together, a powerful poem. Um, here it is. The poem goes like this. You can read it with me. Today was the absolute worst day ever. And don't try to convince me that there's something good in every day. Because when you take a closer look, this world is a pretty evil place. Even if some goodness does shine through once in a while, satisfaction and happiness don't last. And it's not true that it's all in the, in the mind and heart. Because true happiness can be attained only if one's surroundings are good. It's not true that good exists. I'm sure you can agree that the reality creates my attitude. It's all beyond my control. And you'll never in a million years hear me say, today was a very good day. Okay, Mark, is that a positive? Where, where does that leave us? Which quite, one? Well, it's quite a negative, uh, quite a negative poem. He has a little cynical. A little yeah, cynical. A little bit. <laughs> now, the reason, the reason I'm sharing it to you is because I want you to see the bottom. Now, read it from bottom to top the other way and see what I really feel about my day. Let's try it this way. That's great. Today was a very good day, and you'll never in a million years hear me say it's all beyond my control. My attitude, cre my attitude creates the reality. I'm sure you can agree that it's not true um, that good exists only if one's surroundings are good. True happiness can be attained because it's all in the mind and heart. And it's not true that, that satisfaction and happiness don't last. Some goodness does shine through once in a while, even if this world is a pretty evil place. Because when you take a closer look, there's something good in every day. And don't try to convince me that today was the absolute worst day ever. Um, so I just, I did want to share that. I thought it's just a powerful message how we have absolute control of what we're going to see in our day. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll share that out after the class. Okay, so jumping back in, we've been learning in the introduction 10 benefits to having trust. We still don't know what real trust is. We're going to learn that. But right now, why should you learn this? We've spoken about 10 benefits. We spoke about being calm. We spoke about being able to say, that being able to speak truthfully and honestly with other people, uh, financial satisfaction, financial stability. Last week, we discussed you don't need to come fulfill all your desires. There's not the need for excessive travels, as well as you're able to choose an occupation that's appropriate for you. And now we're going to conclude how one that has trust in Hashem won't have distress from his business affairs if he has extra pro uh, merchandise during the season. That won't cause him distress, um, as well as he'll be able to be happy in any situation. Let's see this inside. 
Uh, we are I, up to... I, I wish the author of this uh, were a cybersecurity expert, I'll tell you. <laughs> like, I, like I mentioned earlier, this, he, he, uh, the author of this was lived a thousand years ago, and yet it's as applicable as ever. So, um, yes, he, he lived at the time of Rashi. Just to, okay, page 17. Benefit of trust is... Sorry, I, I just jumped ahead. Um, page 16, benefit of trust, you're not gonna be distressed. So your business is not going to, going, going to distress you. Among the material benefits of trust is that a man who has to be talking will have less anguish in business. By the way, it doesn't say you'll have no distress. In other words, we're not saying you're gonna be an angel. It still may cause you some anxiety. However, it's going to be less anguish in your business. We're talking to human beings, after all. In And if, for example, he cannot sell a whole of his merchandise, or if the people that owe him money are not able to pay it back, they don't have it. So he's not going to get his money. Or if he becomes physically ill, all of these items, not selling his merchandise, not being able to collect your debts, God forbid getting sick, are not going to cause him anguish because this is because he knows that the Creator, blessed be he, repairs his matters, key words here, better than he does. Hashem is making things better than even you could imagine. And Hashem chooses or chooses for you what is better than you would have even chosen for yourself. Like King David, like David HaMelech tells us, only to God should you hope, my soul, for my hope is from Him, no one else, only from Hashem. So, listen to these key words are very vital. Hashem is going to give you better than you could even desire for yourself. What you think is good, if it's not happening, then Hashem's giving you even better. How, you're going to ask? Okay, let's wait. We're going to have to continue on into the meat. Uh, but here we're, we're learning if we're going to, if you're going to stick through the, until the end of chapter seven, you're going to know that I sh you're going to not going to be distressed from the slack of, from extra merchandise, God forbid, sickness, because you'll know Hashem is giving you better than you could even dream for yourself. And the final benefit of one who has trust among the material benefits is that one who has been talking is happy with whatever is forced upon him. Even if it's something difficult against his nature, he'll still be able to be happy. Why? Because he is able to be happy because of his trust in Hashem, that Hashem will only do to him things that are good for him in all matters. Ah, now we give an example. What's the example? 
So when a young child is born, one of the first things that you do is you wash him, you diaper him, and also you swaddle him really tight. And as you know, when you have a baby, the baby's going to scream and cry. And you know what? The baby may really be upset at you. I don't know if we know what the, uh, those young children under one-year-old really are thinking, but when they're crying, they're, they're disappointed. But the mother is doing the right thing when she's changing that diaper or the father. And when they are swaddling and unswaddling. And, and that's the example we're going to give now that we could always be happy if we know that Hashem is a loving parent and always loving. And uh, maybe you don't like being changed, but it's, this is what is the best thing for you. Let's see that inside. Just like a caring and loving mother does her child. When she washes him, diapers him, swaddles him, and unswaddles him, even against the will of the child. Yeah, I'll just share with you a story. Uh, there was once a mother, a mother came to the true story. She came to the, the principal. Her son was really falling behind in his studies. And the principal said, what do you think it could be? So she said, he's up the whole night on his iPad. So the principal says, maybe you could take it away. So she, so she responds with all earnestly and says, how could I take away his iPad? Like, who am I? <laughs> take away his iPad at night. Like he, we parents, in this example, you, you may get your child disappointed, but out of love, you got to make these, <laughs> maybe you call it tough, tough calls, but uh, it's the best thing for the child. Hashem is doing the best thing for us. Just going back to this example, we're not talking about where you're causing true pain to the child. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that Hashem's causing you pain for something better. Not at all at this moment. We're just saying when you go ahead and, and when the mother is bathing the child, not only is it a good thing, it's a healthy thing for the child. If only the child would enjoy it. The child doesn't, is not appreciating it. So if, if we, the child, can appreciate it, we'll see, it, we'll see the mother's love at that moment. Just like King David says, I swear that I calmed and quieted my soul. Like who? Kigamul Ali Imai, like a suckling, sucking on his mother. Kagamul Alai Nashi, like a suckling was my soul with me. In other words, just like that connection that the child has at that moment, nursing from his mother, King David said that I had that connection with Hashem. And we all have that connection with Hashem. And to hear this from King David is powerful. Why? Because King David didn't have an easy life. If you're familiar with his life, he had a very, very rough life. Right? For familiar, his father-in-law. Who was King David's father-in-law? Anybody? 
King David's father-in-law wanted to kill him. Does that give you a clue? Who wanted to kill him? King Saul. King Saul. Saul HaMelech. David HaMelech married Michal, the daughter of King Saul. And if, if you're familiar with the story, King Saul spent a tremendous amount of time and energy trying to hunt down and kill David. Um, aside from that, he had uprisings from his own children. Um, he had to. He had wars against his own children. It was just that he he lived a sad and, and rough life. However, King David is saying that all this I'm accepting and I understand that it's for the good, like that mother taking care of her baby. How? I don't know. But even in that challenge, um, he understood he, his mother is holding him close. Hashem is holding us close. Okay, so the ninth and tenth benefit we, we've discussed is going to be number one, number nine, that you won't, your business happenings won't bring you down, as well as you'll always be able to be happy in whatever the situation is. And now, the end of the introduction is, is going to be um, leading us in. So what are we looking forward to? What are we going to be learning in the seven chapters of the Gita? of the Gita Trust or Sharbi Tachin. So the introduction is going to now share in brief what we're going to learn in each of the seven chapters. Here we go. The seven chapters of the Gate of Trust in God, the Kivan Shevayarti. Mitoya lo Sharbi Tachin Bele Kim, Ilahana Oiza Batoyra Uva Oilam, Mashin is Damanli, being that I have explained the benefits of having trust in the Almighty. And its benefits both with regard to spiritual matters, with regard to Torah, and five benefits with regard to material pursuits from what's come to my mind. In other words, he's saying clearly, I'm not telling you these are the only benefits. These are the 10 benefits that popped in, that came up right away, but there's so many more. So now that you know these 10 benefits, I'm going to explain to you seven points about trusting in Hashem. And each one of these points is, is a chapter unto itself. What are the seven chapters? The, what are the seven points? Echad Mehen, number one. Mahu happy talking. Chapter one is going to be telling you what is trust. What does trust mean? Not what does trust mean, but what, what, what's the essence of trust? Chapter number two. Hasheni. Besibois habitokhe now habiruin. The causes which enable a person to trust in another. In other words, Rabbeinu Bachai is going to tell us that there are seven things that the provider needs to have to be able to trust in him. Chapter number three. Chapter number three is going to tell us Five prerequisites we need to have when we talk about trust, as well as the need to engage in a livelihood. Because remember, seemingly if I have trust in Hashem, that should be enough. No. So as we're learning the five uh, prerequisites, we're also going to learn that at the same time why we still need to engage in trying in, in our doing our part, right? We all know that famous story. 
of a man who was in a a man was in a flood and he's in his house and the police come and say get out and he says I'm not getting out until God tells me to get out until God's going to take care of me and his water gets higher and he has to go to the second story and both comes by and he says, I'm not getting out until God sends me a message. He goes up and the helicopter comes, etc. Right? And all of those were God's messages. So we can't go ahead and say, I'll just sit back and do nothing. No, we need to do our part. And that's going to be chapter three telling us how much is our part, how much is trust. Vaharavi, chapter four, Now chapter number four is going to tell us when trust when is praiseworthy and when it's not? Chapter 5. Chapter 5 is going to tell us the differences in pursuing the livelihood of one who trusts in Hashem and one who doesn't trust in Hashem. The Ashishi chapter 6. Chapter number six is going to tell us why logic tell, logic dictates that you need to criticize the opinion of someone who says you need to engage in pursuing pleasures of the world. And delay accepting the service of the Almighty until you've fulfilled all your materialistic desires. So there's this thought, let's be, let's fulfill our, all our desires. And then we'll have time for Hashem, but let's just get it done. Is it true, I've heard there's a religion, that there's one year of, the, of, of life where all the rules don't apply. Has anyone, is that a true thing? I heard there was like an age 18 where basically you're allowed to try anything out and then you come back and could be. Yeah, the Amish do something like that. I don't know if it's a year, but they do something like that. Got it. So here we're learning that, and this is not at all similar to that, but basically if someone's going to come and say, look, let me first fulfill all my desires and then we'll jump back in. No, that's that's not, we're, we're going to learn why logic dictates to criticize that opinion. And these people who first they fulfill all their desires and then they connect to Hashem, they're called owners of collaterals. In other words, it's a collateral. Here, I'll make you a deal, Hashem, okay? Here, I'm going to do what I want and then I'm going to jump back in. No, no. In chapter 7, the final chapter is going to be The final chapter will tell us Things that destroy your ability to trust in Hashem. You're destroying your ability to trust in Hashem if you do such and such. And also, we're going to elaborate on different items uh, that require elaboration. And then we will make a summary of the levels of trust. So with this, we conclude the introduction to Shar Habitachin, to the Gate of Trust. Again, the introduction told us 10 benefits to having trust in Hashem. 
and concluded with what the seven chapters uh, that we are going to be looking forward to are going to talk about.